Good evening and welcome everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 121. How blessed are they whose hearts are pure. From guile their thoughts are free. To them shall God reveal himself. They shall his glory see. Hymn 121. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find our readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is the new birth. And the readings will now be given by Gary. I will read from the Bible. Matthew. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
Ezekiel. Thus saith the Lord God, I will put a new spirit within you, that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for them whose heart walketh after the heart of their detestable things and their abominations, I will recompense their way upon their own heads, saith the Lord God. John There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Jesus saith, If ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. The hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Romans We should serve in newness of spirit, 
and not in the oldness of the letter. 1 Peter. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, and all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. 1 John He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. I will read correlative passages from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. The New Birth. St. Paul speaks of the new birth as waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. The great Nazarene prophet said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Nothing aside from the spiritualization, yea, the highest Christianization of thought and desire can give the true perception of God and divine science that results in health, happiness, and holiness. The new birth is not the work of a moment. It begins with moments and goes on with years Moments of surrender to God, of childlike trust and joyful adoption of good. Moments of self-abnegation, self-consecration, heaven-born hope, and spiritual love. 
Time may commence, but it cannot complete the new birth. Eternity does this, for progress is the law of infinity. Only through the sore travail of mortal mind shall soul as sense be satisfied, and man awake in his likeness. What a faith-lighted thought is this, that mortals can lay off the old man until man is found to be the image of the infinite good that we name God. And the fullness of the stature of man in Christ appears. Here, then, is the awakening from the dream of life in matter to the great fact that God is the only life, that therefore we must entertain a higher sense of both God and man. We must learn that God is infinitely more than a person or finite form can contain, that God is a divine whole and all, an all-pervading intelligence and love, a divine infinite principle, and that Christianity is a divine science. This newly awakened consciousness is wholly spiritual. It emanates from soul instead of body and is the new birth begun in Christian science. Now, dear reader, pause for a moment with me earnestly to contemplate this newborn spiritual altitude. For this statement demands demonstration. Here you stand, face to face with the laws of infinite spirit. And behold, for the first time, the irresistible conflict between the flesh and spirit. You stand before the awful detonations of Sinai. You hear and record the thunderings of the spiritual law of life, as opposed to the material law of death. The spiritual law of love, as opposed to the material sense of love. The law of omnipotent harmony and good as opposed to any supposititious law of sin, sickness, or death. And before the flames have died away on this mount of revelation, like the patriarch of old, you take off your shoes, lay aside your material appendages, human opinions, and doctrines, Give up your more material religion with its rites and ceremonies. Put off your materia medica and hygiene as worse than useless. 
to sit at the feet of Jesus. Then you meekly bow before the Christ, the spiritual idea that our great master gave of the power of God to heal and to save. Then it is that you behold for the first time the divine principle that redeems man from under the curse of materialism, sin, disease, and death. This spiritual birth opens to the enraptured understanding a much higher and holier conception of the supremacy of spirit and of man as his likeness, whereby man reflects the divine power to heal the sick. The prominent laws which forward birth in the divine order of science are these. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, and... Love thy neighbor as thyself. These commands of infinite wisdom, translated into the new tongue, their spiritual meaning, signify, Thou shalt love spirit only, not its opposite, in every God quality, even in substance. Thou shalt recognize thyself as God's spiritual child only. And the true man and true woman, the all-harmonious male and female, as of spiritual origin, God's reflection, thus as children of one common parent, wherein and whereby Father mother, and child are the divine principle and divine idea, even the divine us, one in good and good in one. Envy, evil thinking, evil speaking, covetousness, lust, hatred, malice, are always wrong and will break the rule of Christian science and prevent its demonstration. But the rod of God and the obedience demanded of his servants in carrying out what he teaches them, these are never unmerciful, never unwise. He who has named the name of Christ, who has virtually accepted the divine claims of truth and love in divine science, is daily departing from evil. And all the wicked endeavors of suppositional demons can never change the current of that life from steadfastly flowing on to God its divine source. The spiritual sense of life and its grand pursuits is of itself a bliss, 
health-giving, and joy-inspiring. This sense of life illumines our pathway with the radiance of divine love, heals man spontaneously, morally and physically, exhaling the aroma of Jesus' own words, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 379. Well for him who all things losing, e'en himself doth count as naught, still the one thing needful choosing, that with all true bliss is fraught. Hymn number 379.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Welcome one and all. We actually have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is through our various websites, many of whom are in other languages that are spoken around the world. And as a result, God's word reaches people all over the world. Indeed, people from all over the globe have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. And I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much material that we're offering. It's all inspired and healing material, and it all comes free of charge. And it comes also with the love of our church and is available for your reading, studying, listening, however you see fit. I'd like to point out a couple of items we're now featuring on the English website, one of which is the most recent issue of Forum Highlights. And there's another article, which is actually an excerpt from Mr. Keeston's book, The Healer, and it's entitled, How Mrs. Eddy Used Christmas Morn to Heal a Patient. This is quite a wonderful article, short, but just a beautiful little article. I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. Uh, we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m., and our Sunday school is available by teleconference. It has a teleconference number of its own. Many of the children do attend by phone uh, through this teleconference feature. And what this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Uh, call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. And we'd love to welcome your child there. One more announcement before we go on. Our Bible study, which is scheduled to be held on Saturday, January 15th at 10 o'clock in the morning. The study questions are posted on the website, so check them out and be ready to join us on the 15th of January, Saturday at 10 a.m. for a lively Bible study. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of sufferings, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. 
Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we ask that you keep your remarks within four minutes. This will give everybody else a chance to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Uh, keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. Therefore, we ask that you be in a quiet place. And I will announce, announce everyone one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Here in Plainfield, there has been mention of the idea of the golden thread, which in my understanding signifies all the ways that God has expressed himself over the years, from the people and the events in the Bible, right up to Mary Baker Eddy and on to now. With everything I have learned here in the Bible studies and roundtables, and in Science and Health and the other books offered here, I've gained a deeper appreciation and love for Christ Jesus and the disciples, Mrs. Eddy and the early workers, and everyone past and present at this church, and for how their commitment to listening to God and doing the work has brought so much good to this world and transformed my life along the way. A few of us have been recently watching The Chosen, and it's really solidified this feeling in me that I and all of us are a part of this golden thread. And I'm both grateful for that and humbled by what that means each day. I didn't really have any expectations when I was brought to this church, but for God to have made it so that I can be useful to him is amazing. I'm very grateful for this church and my practitioner and for be being part of this mission to bring Christian science to the world. Thank you. Thank you. 973-534. Someone's calling from area code 973-534. Please announce yourself and then go ahead with your testimony. Hi, my name is Mara. Um, I'm from Mississippi. And... I am so thankful uh, for the Plainfield Independent Church and everyone who's worked so hard uh, to share the truth. I discovered Plainfield about 10 months ago. Um, at that time, my family and I made a huge relocation from New Jersey to Mississippi. And um, as we were literally moving our belongings out of our house, my sister was rushed to the hospital and given a very scary and hopeless medical prognosis. Um, it was a very upsetting time for all of us. And at that time, uh, I searched on YouTube for something to put my mind at ease and to help me pray for my sister. And that's when I discovered the readings that helped me and, and really changed um, my perspective on life. <laughs> Some of the articles that really helped me and that were read aloud from Plainfield uh, were Oneness by Bicknell Young, um, Body, which was attributed uh, to Mary Baker Eddy, and Healing by Martha Wilcox. Um, every day I began to see things 
just in such a different way. And I also began to see healings happen for me. Um, one day I was gardening and a beautiful bright green bird flew into a window on the side of my house and um, the bird fell and, and it couldn't fly. Um, I picked it up on my finger and I just looked at it and I saw its beauty and I knew that it was a perfect idea of God. And after a short time, he looked at me and it flew away into a tree and uh, my family was there and it was just a very special moment. Um, then I decided that I wanted to pray for uh, the skin condition that was on the side of my ears for several years, actually. Um, and I just, every time it bothered me, I just knew that in the place right there was harmony and perfection and that I was a spiritual expression of God. Um, and after a week or so, it disappeared. Uh, and I also, most important, want to mention that my sister, she came home from the hospital, and she's been doing so much better. Um, I realize I still have a lot to learn, but I am so happy with everything I've learned so far, and I'm so grateful to Christian Science and Mary Baker Eddy, Jesus, the Plainfield Church, and my practitioner. So thank you so much. Thank you. Nancy. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. I just want to express my gratitude for the very powerful and beautiful, inspiring readings tonight, for the music and for this service. I'm so very grateful to Mrs. Eddy for Christian Science and for this Plainfield Christian Science Church where we are being taught this pure divine science. It was read tonight from miscellaneous writings on page 15. The new birth is not the work of a moment. It begins with moments and goes on with years. Moments of surrender to God, of childlike trust and joyful adoption of good, Moments of self-abnegation, self-consecration, heaven-born hope, and spiritual love. I found this so encouraging, and I thought how blessed we are and how grateful I am that everything that I need to progress in my journey on this moment-by-moment -moment growth is provided right here in this independent Plainfield Church. From the powerful and healing roundtables that we are given each and every week for our website which is chock full of resources and materials our bible studies and services and with the my practitioners tireless strong support and teachings i can know that it doesn't matter how long the journey takes or how many trials need to be overcome that I do right now have all that I need to accomplish this journey through God, Christ Jesus, and Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science that we are taught here. I am so grateful for all that we receive in this church, and I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, 
Luba from Ohio. Go ahead. Thank you. Since coming to Plainfield, I'm grateful for the better understanding of Christian science and how it has changed my life. My practitioner has been most been, uh, influential in this transformation of my thinking. Recently, I had an issue concerning dental pain. I was told to study all the synonyms for God, and this has brought healing, and I'm so grateful. Also, in a recent forum highlights, there was an article from Martha Wilcox referring to creeping things concerning aging and what some believe is inedible. I confronted what I felt was the belief of arthritis. Uh, when I told, talked to my practitioner about this uh, lie, she referred me to an article by Rosalie Moss Stamp entitled Consultations with the Great Physician. This reading was very beneficial and broke this hypnotic spell of discord. Joy Allen Reeves Edwards wrote living, uh, something on living the science of being. She states, reading the truth is not going to heal. We must believe it, demonstrate it moment by moment, demonstrate it moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day. We must get inspiration from our reading and must carry it forth into our daily experience. In James 1.22, we read, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers or readers only, deceiving your own self. For if any be a hearer or reader of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. <clears throat> For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his own way, and straightway forgetteth what, what manner of man he was. A very sincere math student may read and understand every word of his text and never work a problem. This will not make him a mathematician. An art student reading all the books on how to will not be made an artist. Knowing all music theory will not make a musician. Practice is the key. Mrs. Eddy says in miscellaneous, miscellaneous writings, 115, 12 to 15, May God enable my students to take up the cross as I have done and meet the pressing need of a proper pre preparation of heart to practice, teach, and live Christian science. There's much more to this article, however, that, that is the right idea. And I'm so very grateful to, for, for being here this evening and the wonderful reading and all the music. Thank you so much. Thank you. Patricia. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead. This is from my diary from many years ago. My mother had been hospitalized, and she was in critical condition. Our family took shifts, staying by mother's side day and night. It was my turn to take an all-night shift. Mother was sleeping. So I studied the weekly Bible lesson and prayed to keep a spiritual watch. When she awoke, she began struggling with her bedclothes to try to remove them and called out to me, help me get these covers off. I think I shall perish with heat. I tried to assist her, but admittedly, I was struggling more with my own thought. 
I could see that her forehead was dripping wet with a fever. Mom was a medical nurse, and she trained us in such a case to touch her forehead to determine the heat level. And as a relatively new Christian scientist, I spontaneously touched Mother's forehead and found it very hot. By contrast, Mary Baker Eddy advises us in Science and Health to turn thought away from the body into truth and love. He says, we must first turn our gaze in the right direction and form perfect models in thought and look at them continually. In the Bible lesson that I was reading, Jesus had instantaneously healed Peter's wife's mother, who was lying sick with a fever. One Bible commentary that I had researched suggested that it was likely a case of malaria, which was so prevalent in the East. The thought came to me forcibly, are you going to be tempted to believe that this is real? And equally forcibly, I replied to that mental question, no, I shall not believe it, not even for a moment. And with that, a sense of peace swept over me. I'd intended to lean over and kiss my mother on the forehead and say confidently to her, hey, mom. Everything's going to be all right. But when I kissed her forehead, it was now cool and dry. Mother exclaimed, what were you doing over there? I told her, oh, you know me, Mom. I was reading my Bible lesson and praying. Yes, I thought so. What you were doing just saved my life. She explained that she had been passing on and didn't want to. I was out of my body, and I could not figure out how to get back in. I was struggling so hard to get back in, and then a lovely something just brought me back. My mother recognized and greatly appreciated the effectiveness of Christian science study and prayer to God that night, and she said so, although she never took up the study of it. I'm so grateful to be learning in Christian science that God is the mother and father of all, to know that mother love never passes away, but is perpetual, and that life is the law. And I'm so grateful to God for the outreach of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, which is so supportive and vibrant in its worldwide healing ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Hello. It is with a glad heart that I bring my gratitude to this service tonight. This being the first week in the new year, 2022, I have been thinking about Revelation 21.5, where it states, Behold, I make all things new. What I have been learning here from my practitioner, classes, and services have indeed made me new. I have much to learn about giving up old theology and old false beliefs, but I stand rejoicing in the Lord. The January 1st, 2022 Unity Watch declares, this is a loose quote, God leads us to this church to hear his word and to renew the affections 
for his way. And error cannot interfere with this progress. Amen to that. Mrs. Eddy states in Collectania, the Blue Book, from March 31st, 1907 is an Easter proclamation. We must be resurrected, must put off the old man and put on the new. If you dress for Easter, your clothes are all in keeping are clean. You do not put on some clean ones and some soiled ones. Neither can you put on part of the new man and part of the old. You must put on the whole of the new man the spiritual idea. Thank you, Plainfield Church and friends of this church. Thank you. <clears throat> Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I am very grateful for all the material provided for by Plainfield Church Independent. You can get it anytime for free. It's for the healing of the nations, and found in Mary Baker Eddy's Pure Christian Science, which is based completely on the Bible and Christ Jesus' teachings. I am most grateful for the fount of opportunity here to work for God. No matter what you're going through, I have found working for God the greatest force for good in one's life. It is centering, strengthening, joy-giving, gets you out of yourself, comforting and gives you lots of learning opportunity. It's a good place to abide in our Father's house as we are instructed here to do. I have learned not to say no to things that are given to me to do or if it becomes difficult to give up. I am so grateful there is something for every individual no matter what your situation, location or ability and because it demands right thinking, we call demonstration, to be useful to God, it can only bless. And I have found in my life, ever since I came to this church, every time I put myself into the work for God, things fell into place, whether it was health, relationships, financial needs, whatever it was, the answer came. And often I found that what I thought I should be wrapped up in wasn't necessary when I worked for God. And I was very grateful for that learning and I've never seen it fail. I try every day to find something to do for God. And I'm very grateful for practitioner support and the practical teachings that are given here so that we can follow inspiration and be persistent, keep our joy, and have purpose in supporting this mission. I'm so grateful to our God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this church. Thank you. Now, this is Bruce. Uh, we have also on our website a number of articles relating to time, which is like obviously suitable for this time of year, being the new year. But I had an experience some time ago that uh, really meant a lot to me. And I wanted to first say that in Science and Health, in Mary Baker Eddy's definition of year, it includes a statement that eternity is the measurement of soul-filled years. And I find that very comforting. Because typically, 
uh, with this concept of time, it seems like it's flying by so quickly and there's concern, even fear, like if there's enough to do what you have to do. There was one time I was assigned a project to do and there were some comments about getting it done so within a certain period of time. And at first it did get to me. I was fearful about getting this done on time until I finally prayed and I believe that I read that definition of year in science and health, which is very helpful. And what it finally came to me was, I'm not personally responsible for this. The only thing I'm responsible for is listening to God as the best I see and obeying him as best as I'm able to do. And with that, I got back to this project and I started raising a few issues that needed to be addressed and uh, thought about. And there's no way we got that thing done at the time that I was thinking originally. But there was no concern or fear over it either, finally, that is. In fact, people appreciated the, the issues that I brought up that needed to be uh, thought over. And when it finally was done, well, it was done in God's time. And there, nobody had any more fear or anxiety about getting it done in X amount of time, but rather to do things decently and orderly in God's way. So I'm very thankful for Christian science and uh, all of the resources we have here in our church. They're very helpful. Sharon. Shortly after I came to this church, I had the opportunity to move closer to the church. I was very happy about it, and one night as I was washing dishes, I washed a glass and it broke in my hand and cut it between my thumb and my index finger. It was a very large cut, very deep. I called a practitioner in this church and asked for prayerful help, and she asked me to work with hymn number 148. In heavenly love abiding, no change my heart shall fear. And safe is such abiding, and safe is such confiding, for nothing changes here. Well, the bleeding stopped immediately. She told me to put a bandage on it and call her in the morning. Well, the next morning, when I called, it was totally healed without a scar, which the, it was so severe, it should have been a scar, humanly thinking. And the fear I had not realized that I had uh, departed, and it was the best blessing that I could have ever had to be closer to this church. I'm so grateful for all the lessons that we learned for the teaching given in this church, for tonight's readings, practitioner help, and for all the good going on in the world. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. I really appreciated the readings, New Birth. And I, I like Christian science, there is the only pressure is the pressure to learn, and to learn at God's pace. Mrs. Eddy does say the only pressure is the apostolic command to come out of the material world and be separate, which means 
take a stand, to have courage, and to stand for what you understand and believe. Well, I thank the new birth, and I found this is like the safest place in the world. It's a, a doubly good, because you get to help people and help yourself at the same time, and you are very much safe in it. I, I've, uh, my life has, I've always had all everything I've ever needed, and <clears throat> never, and I'm so grateful for it. Been here so many years. God knows what you need and provides it. Could be a loving friend providing it. Could be a, a job opportunity, but it's always been provided. Or <clears throat> opportunity to put some elbow grease and help somebody. <laughs> well, I uh, healing that uh, it's just happened to me recently was uh, I woke up with night sweats. And I had a pain in my stomach just the other day. Well, I made my way to the bathroom, and I prayed for myself, knowing that uh, I am like God, like He is. And then I got to Him, 253, Christ my refuge. And I was still, I still had trouble, and, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't afraid. I know I'm doing right, and it's going to work out, because I... Uh, Life is, a new, there is a new birth where we are getting better at helping other people you know, and blessing the world and uh, praying so that people see how they can correct their, <clears throat> correct their lives and come and learn what we've learned and have uh, better health also. Well, in Hymn 253, I got to the portion where it said, Mrs. Eddie had given us, and over earth's troubled, angry seas, I see Christ walk and come to me and tenderly talk. And I was wanting God to tell me something about the situation. I knew it wasn't true about me, but I wanted him to tell me that I, I wasn't going to have it. <clears throat> well, I'm sure I heard it, because it went on and said, truth <laughs> grounds me on the rock upon my shores. And the pain started dissipating. And by the time I got to the next paragraph, it, uh, it was just almost indistinguishably. It said, from tired joy and grief afar, and nearer thee, Father, where thy children are, I love to be. And so I proclaimed that I wanted, <laughs> I was very satisfied and very happy about what he's given me to do, and I wanted to continue doing it. And it is the safest place in the world, because immediately, I was feeling like my normal self got up, went back to rest, and had a good night's rest. And no issues or side effects. So in addition to helping other people, God promises and keeps his promise that you are safe in his care and you are like him. I thank Mary Baker Eddy. I felt like at the end that I was, I don't want to be too bold, but I felt like I, my thought was lifted to where Mrs. Eddy's thought was when she wrote this poem. And she, I believe she had a healing in the process. I thank God for all that we get and our protection and guidance by our practitioners. Keep us going forward and blessing others. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. 
Thank you, Gary, for the uplifting readings, emphasizing our spirituality. I really see it as a call to all to awaken to who we really are. We are spiritual ideas of God. And it's this article, that new birth article in page 15 of miscellaneous writings, that brought me this great clarity about knowing that I am spiritual and to know it as often as I can. We are only free, really, when we are knowing this truth. As the prior uh, testifier said, it's knowing this, it's living it that makes it clear. You know, we can't just read it and then go over, you know, thinking differently or look into every little uh, thing in the body. In the Blue Book, which is uh, Divinity Course and General Collectania, page 204, I saw a quote there, which is rather beautiful. It said, I look to God, my Father, to see what I am. He alone shall tell me of myself. Means we look away from the body to God, who is spirit, and all he will tell us that is that we are spiritual and free. That is all we can be. I thank God, I thank Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and all the writings that point us this way. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. First is something from Australia. To everyone who contributes to the Plainfield Christian Science website, I express express heartfelt gratitude. I appreciate through my interaction with the Plainfield website that it is spirit expressing the individuality of soul in many forms. After a so-called year as the guest at the table of this website, I happily express my contentment in these few words. A Bible, a copy of Signs and Health, 1875, a computer, Plainfield Christian Science Companionship, and Thou, with a capital T. And then England. A very happy new year to everyone at Plainfield Christian Science Church. I am so looking forward to the spiritual feast, learning, and development that lies ahead in the next 12 months, and I am so grateful to be in the wonderful position of being able to join you and partake online. Recently, I have been studying how Mrs. Eddy handles some of the attacks that she faced. I watched this excellent short video about the next friend's lawsuit produced by Longyear and available on YouTube. Julia Prescott had been called to Concord to work spiritually, and as the lawyers prepared to visit and to interrogate Mrs. Eddy at her home, her guidance, according to Julia Prescott, was, quote, Mrs. Eddy told us that we must know that no one could hurt us, nor be made to, and that we could not hurt anyone, nor be, aid, nor be made to, that we could not hurt ourselves, nor be, aid, nor be made to, and God loves and helps us all, end quote. It is such a beautiful instruction with such emphasis on our own actions rather than defending against any attack. It felt worthy of sharing here. This is going to become one of my focus points for 2022. 
So grateful to have access to such wonderful resources as this on top of the amazing Plainfield website. And then Illinois. This morning I was led to an article titled Contagion on page 70 of the publication Sermons and Articles on Christian Science by Doris White Evans. I also read this truth from Science and Health, page 176. Quote, truth handles the most malignant contagion with perfect assurance. End quote. Glory to God for these truths and his protection. And then Virginia, great roundtable this morning that made so clear the power of God in every situation. Thank you for this important reminder. Years ago, a friend of mine was in her barn doing chores when a strange man entered and was coming for her. She immediately looked right at him and started repeating aloud the Lord's Prayer. He turned around and left before she reached the end. Later, when she spoke to the police, she discovered that this man was wanted for raping other women, and she was very lucky to have escaped. The power of God is with us always. And then Illinois, I agree, God is the answer in all things, health, happiness, and supply. I'm using this response to rebuke each and every attempt of mortal mind to enter my consciousness. And then Ohio, so grateful for the roundtables, grateful for the teachers, practitioners, all of you that work so tirelessly on the wonderful website, such a wealth of information. I can't express enough of my gratitude. Bless you all with much love and gratitude. And then this from England. Last night I started out with a regular Plainfield Unity Watch as part of my nightly watch. It began with the following sentence from Mrs. Eddy's article, Christmas, in Miscellaneous Writings. Quote, My heart is filled with joy that each receding year sees the steady gain of truth's idea in Christian science, that each recurring year witnesses the balance adjusted more on the side of God, the supremacy of spirit, as shown by the triumphs of truth over error, of health over sickness, of life over death, and of soul over sense. End quote. It is such a beautiful passage, but I struggle to work with it. I struggle to see where and how it could be true, given the vast amount of evidence that seems to be presenting itself at the moment, layer upon layer of claims that the exact opposite to Mrs. Eddy's words is true. At first I could not settle into the watch. I could not calm my thought for long enough to grip on the truth. Then one word suddenly came to me, steadfast. I looked up the definition and found that steadfast means fixed in direction, steadily directed. It was just what I needed to read. My thoughts went straight to an image of Daniel in the lion's den, his back to the lions, his gaze towards the light. I had read that Mrs. Eddy had this on the wall of her study and looked at it often. I knew I needed to turn away from the claims of chaos and keep my gaze fixed in one direction, at truth. Mrs. Eddy uses the word steadfastly four times in Science and Health, including on page 495, quote, 
when the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you. Cling steadfastly to God and his idea. End quote. I knew no matter what, how big or how bad the illusion, I had been given the exact tools needed to handle it. My watch took a U-turn and ended strongly. This morning, a beautiful, crisp, clear winter's day, I watched a farmer in his tractor spreading fertilizer across a big field, and I realized that steadfastly is the only way anything good gets done. The size of the field must have seemed so daunting at the start, yet steadily, backwards and forwards, line by line, he worked his way across it. In our business installing bathrooms, we hit challenges so often. Old plumbing, crumbling walls, damaged or faulty products, difficult customers, water that wants to go exactly where we don't want it to go. (laughs) But our wonderful team just keeps steadfastly on until they have a perfect outcome and a happy customer. And the dear Plainfield Church, working so steadfastly for so long, keeping the truth in Mrs. Eddy's teachings alive, never once switching direction, no matter what challenges appeared, directed by God, such an inspiration and so very much appreciated. What a wonderful lesson to learn from something that started out so frustrating. So grateful for these times of learning and steadfast. May just become my word for 2022. Much love to you all. And then the last from California. The end of one year and beginning of another was like a blur to me, and today brought a chance to reflect on what has been and what is to be expected for the new year. My jump start in reflecting came with gratitude written in the Christian Science Weekly, the first title of our magazine, which would become known as the Christian Science Sentinel. What a gracious New Year's gift is your coming this week, and what love is manifested in this double measure. While we know that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, we would express our gratitude to those whom this has brought to our consciousness. First to the loving mother, her ceaseless labor for and wisdom in guiding us all. Then to the dear ones at the front who so faithfully are doing their part of the work in God's vineyard. Words but feebly express our thankfulness for all the blessings that are ours in Christian science today. That was written by Mary A. Packard. How could any new year be started any other way than for me to thank God for providing this structure of truth and love, the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, through the inspired work of Mary Baker Eddy? I roam its halls, blessed by our Father, Mother, Christ Jesus, Mrs. Eddy, and bow with humility and in gratitude to our Plainfield practitioners and members who are the pillars of this church continually at work in God's vineyard. I have great expectations for this coming year to continue to be a witness for God's great good and love for mankind, sending a heartfelt, a heart a heart full of love to you all.
I would like to say, too, how grateful I am for those powerful readings, Mrs. Eddy's The New Birth, and what a timely subject it is for us all to think about. And I love that thought of putting aside all our preconceived notions. Mrs. Eddy lists them all, but to do what? To sit at the feet of Jesus. And so now I will just end. This is something humorous from our friend Linda in Nevada. She posted this. It's, um, hello and welcome to flight 2022. We are prepared to take off into the new year. Please make sure your gratitude and blessings are secured and locked in an upright position. All self-destructive devices should be turned off at this time. All negativity, hurt, and discouragement should be put away. Should we lose gratitude under pressure during the flight, reach up and pull down a prayer. Prayers will automatically be activated by faith and understanding. Once your prayers are activated, you can assist other passengers. There will be no baggage allowed on this flight. <laughs> we are leaving all undesirable memories behind. The captain has cleared for us for takeoff. Destination will be love's greatness and allness right ahead. Thank you all for a wonderful meeting tonight. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 19. Behold, they stand in robes of white who out of tribulation came with songs of joy upon their heads, they praise his holy name. Oh, these are they whose hearts are pure and free from sin or any stain. They stand before the throne of light. Their joy shall never wane. Hymn number 19.